Hey there, and welcome back to the second season of the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. We have some amazing interviews for you this spring. First of all, we talk about how to align with the seasons of the moon. We also touch in on maternal mental health and finding your purpose and passion inside and outside of motherhood. Remember to subscribe and send the podcast to your friend who might benefit from it. We all could use a little more empowerment these days. See you inside the episode. Hello and welcome to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges, and here on this show, we dive deep into all things mothering, sistering, and humaning. Because the roles that you play are something you learned, not who you are. Let's begin. Welcome to season three of the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I am so excited to share some oldies but goodies with you today. So you will be hearing from the Awakened Mother Show, which is a summit I did during COVID. As you listen, I want you to really notice how far you've come since then, where you find yourself now, and also how you can use what you learned during that time and in this podcast in the future. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to the Mother's Empowerment Show. I'm your host, Isabel, and today we have the lovely Jamie Campanella. Jamie, welcome. Thank you so much, Isabel. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today, speaking to you and your beautiful audience. I feel the same way, and I love this topic so much. Jamie, I love your work so much. Your The product that you have is like literally front and center in my kitchen. So I'm really excited not only to share my love for you with our listeners, but also what you have to offer. So before we dive into the conversation on befriending time, Jamie, I'd love to have you introduce yourself. And also, I'd love to hear what the word empowerment means to you in a personal Mm. way. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so I'm Jamie Campanella. For those of you who are just meeting me for the first time, I'm a time strategist and productivity consultant. And my mission is guiding parents specifically moms, professionals, and entrepreneurs to restructure their time, to reclaim their time so that they're actually living their dream life. I am the creator of the time power method where I give people the essential tools and strategies to avoid the overwhelm and tame the chaos that we know so much being moms and business owners and um, trying to juggle so many things, mom life, work life, wife life, all the different lives and hats that we hold. And so my whole purpose of being is to guide moms in turning this chaos that they experience in their everyday life into smooth running organization, into connection with joy and gratitude. And I'm also the mom of two young boys, a wife, a business owner, an entrepreneur. So everything I talk about is through my professional years of experience and corporate and not-for-profit, but then also the trial and error of being a mom on the ground, you know, running my own business, trying to manage the household and personal relationships and feel like I can do both 
have a thriving business and be a thriving parent at the same time. So this is a little snapshot of me, but when you talk about empowerment, power is really what strikes for me because my whole program is called Time Power. So we both kind of honed in on power. Yeah. And for me, empowerment goes to, it kind of really works coincide with why I chose Time Power because at the beginning of my journey, I felt out of control with my time. I felt disappointed with time. I was always blaming this external time as one of the main reasons that I wasn't living the life that I wanted. And I realized the opposite experience, which I wanted to have was feeling powerful, was see, was to be seated in my own power, my own choices, my own sense of responsibility. So empowerment means living from, for me, is being empowered to live from that place of truth, that place of strength and courage where I'm aligned with my time, my life, really being in alignment with where I'm giving my attention. So I feel empowered when I'm making conscious choices and feeling responsible. And empowerment has this other connotation for me, which is not just about me, but empowering other people. I need to model what it looks like to be an empowered woman so that I can empower others to live the same life. Um, to live the life, while it might look very differently, but that they're in touch with alignment. So for me, power is the essence of why I do what I do. And empowerment is the result. You know, we have to, mm. you know, with the show what we teach, we have to model. And for me, empowerment is that, is living that life, empowering myself and the people around me, inspiring. It's not just about me having a beautiful life. It doesn't matter if the people surround me around me are not feeling the same because I want to be surrounded by like-minded, empowered people that lift each other up. So yeah, empowerment is this phenomenal concept. So I was so excited to be on your podcast because I feel like this is the essence of our life. I'm really honing in on the word modeling that you said because, and I'm excited to peek behind the curtain because I think we all can relate to having people in our life who have this sense of time power, who like seem to manage their time well, show up to places when they're supposed to. (laughs) And then there's those of us who feel like they must know something that I don't, or they must just be born this way. (laughs) So can you kind of tease that thought apart? Is it true? Is that a limiting belief? Um, are you, were you just born organized around time or is that something that you had to learn? <laughs> no, oh God, this is, this is a good question. And I could go in so many directions with this. So, so bear with me, keep me on track here. But okay. one of the things that I, I thought of about pulling the curtain back, what, and am I organized? Yes. I've always liked organization, but was I always on time? No. Did I know how to organize my life? No. Did I feel better when things were structured or in the right places? Yes. But this amplified like times a hundred when I became a parent because there were so many things out of my control. So this, this is like, I think the shift here. Yes, I was organized. I was always a systems person. I did that professionally in the corporate world and not for profit world. But once I became 
a mom and I was responsible for a household and a family, it it looked very different. In fact, my sense of organization and time management or whatever label we call it was out of control. That was part of my whole journey. You know, I wanted to start a business so I could have this idea of work-life balance, but I lost sense of organization and control. So it looked messy and I had to, in different ways, you know, not just like on my surfaces, but mentally, physically, I wasn't taking care of myself in the ways that I used to. So you have to learn, even if you're the most organized person, when your life circumstances change, you have to learn a new approach to organization, a new a new approach to managing your time. Um, so does it always look good? Am I always on time? No, but I would say a lot of the time I am, but because now I've learned how to plan for that. I learned how to plan to be the person that I want to show up as. Um, that's, <laughs> I mean, there's so, yeah. There's so much. I am also a systems person. So I imagine many of our listeners are systems people as well. And just systems help me feel safe and secure. Yeah. Like I have a plan. Mm-hmm. And I too, when I became a mom, so many of my systems flew out of the window because my babies did not adhere to the plan. They did not <laughs> nap when they were supposed to nap. They didn't put their shoes on when they were supposed to. Can you speak to that part of motherhood as far as befriending time? Like sometimes I just feel like I'm I'm not friends with time. I'm fighting against time. Yeah. And that's, that is the common misbelief that we have is that, you know, time is doing something to me. I'm never going to have enough to it. Time is just happening and I'm a victim to time. And so if we don't change the way we think about time, we really are losing the presence of our life. And, you know, you talked about the kids not napping or we're not even present to the beauty of parenthood, the beauty of being a mother, because we're so caught up in what we think it should look like, what we think it should feel like, or doing the right things, or I should be doing this with my time, or my time is being hijacked by my kids because they're sick and they didn't go to school today. And now I have to change my whole plan. So I, I want to share a tiny little anecdote because it, it brought me back there when you said like your kids weren't napping at the time you had wanted. And I remember it was around the holiday time and I had made this beautiful plan for myself for that day. I had client calls. I had all these things planned and was like really excited about getting the work done. And then one of my kids got sick and then the nanny got sick. And, you know, before I knew it, the whole thing spiraled. And here I was, it was 11 AM. I'm in my pajamas. I'm on the living room floor with my kids. They're both home. They're both not feeling well. And I was angry. I was so frustrated that everything I had planned to do for myself that day was no longer possible because I had to change to deal with the circumstance of the kids being homesick. And I just remember feeling so disgruntled and complaining about it and miserable and blah, blah, blah. And I called a friend and I was complaining about the situation. And she said, you know, they only live one, like you only have them at this age one time. So why don't you just enjoy it? And I was like, I didn't call for like, a lesson. I just wanted to complain, like, just hear me out. I'm in this rut and I'm mad and whatever. So I hung up the phone and I just literally remembered feeling that agitation 
in my whole body, the frustration with time. And I looked at my son and he was just so happy. He was so happy to be home with mommy on the floor doing nothing. They were just so present. And it was a hundred percent opposite of what I was feeling. And I remember this is why I started my business. This is what I, why I do what I do so I can be present for these moments. And once I made that shift, that the world wasn't just happening to me, I was getting a gift to have an unexpected day with my toddlers. And I remember the feeling in my body. I picked one of my sons up and we were the Christmas tree was there and I kind of twirled him around the room and I looked at him and there was, this was pure joy. And I remember the moisture of my eyes, like, if I don't get out of that, I'm missing this. I'm missing moments like this. And it was so real because I'm sure many of you can relate to the rut that I was in. And then the other, how I was able myself to get myself the other side of that too. And how I could have two very different experiences, but it was my choice. Hmm. And I never wanted to miss that, that true feeling of warmth, that real feeling of joy, that real feeling of presence in the, in the name of time did this to me. I don't have enough time. So it was this pivotal part of my journey where I learned to take responsibility for my thoughts and my feelings around time, around my business and around my family. And what I really admire about what you're saying is that your values took the lead there. So you had like maybe your preferences, but you had this value of being present with your children. And that took, you know, that was at a higher level than what you would have liked to happen. And I find so often with the women that I work with, because their values aren't clear, they are letting time sweep over them and the time has the power. Mm -hmm. But when they get tuned into their values and what they really want for their one precious life, not only for their children and for their family, but for themselves, right? that all of a sudden allows them to view time in a totally different way. Has that been your yeah. experience? Yeah. And I say the way we use our time is actually the story of our life. You know, if you think of your days and your time and your choices as literally being the book and your children's children's children reading yeah. that book, what does that story say? How did you demonstrate that you value time, that you valued how precious your life was? Um, so, yeah, like how we spend every moment of our day, this is our story. And if we think about it that way, it just gives so much more value to what we're writing. So how do we help, help me understand how we can, because then we have this fluidity that you're talking about, like be present, you know, meet the moment with your value. And then in the other hand, we have this like time management, right? How do we <laughs> find a balance between those? Is it Kairos and Kronos time? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> ways of viewing time, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel like, to be honest, yes, time management, time management, management. 
I don't really believe my whole philosophy about time and productivity is a little different. I don't actually believe in time management in the traditional sense because I, we can't manage time. There are 24 hours in the day. There's a certain amount of minutes. I can't, no matter how much work we do together, I can't give you more time. I can't give you more hours in the day. What I can teach you is how to manage your life and how to manage your mind within time. So I can provide you with an amazing structure that allows you the time for everything that you want to accomplish in your life. But we can't control, we can't stretch time, we can't make it bigger, we can't make it smaller, but we can manage ourselves. We have this power of choice, you know. Someone says, well, I want to write a book, but it takes a year to write a book. No, that's not true. I have a friend who wrote a book in 30 days. Time is what you make it. You, you know, you're going to give yourself an hour to do something, or you're going to say, you're going to stop after an hour, or you're going to say, well, it took longer than I thought. And you're going to blame time. No, you have a choice. You can stop where you're at and go to your next thing. So everything is this power of choice and responsibility and consciousness. And um, this is what holds people back is feeling like they don't have enough time. They ran out of time. They're constantly late because they ran out of time. They forgot to do something because I didn't have enough time. So again, that's that time is out to get me. Time is doing something to me, but it's not true. You know, you're, you're making these choices. And when you have a structure around time, then there is space for fluidity. There is time and space for spontaneity. There is time for making other choices. Every like, everything is a choice. You know, I might say, I, I'm not going to work this morning because I want to spend time with my kids while they're home from school, but I am going to work this evening to make time because that's a priority for me. So it's not that it's a choice I'm making. Oh, it's not like I have to work tonight. No, I, I made a choice. I'm going to put in an hour this evening because I the time when the kids are awake are more valuable to me right now. Um, so it's not about a lot of people think the things come up and I just have to drop everything else. Well, you don't drop them, you reschedule them. Mm. <laughs> you move them to a new time. Um, so it's like, yeah, there's some, I think I do believe that 90% of things are in our control. There's only like a tiny sliver of like that emergency when your kid falls off the tree and, you know, you know whatever it is, like, yeah. that, that, that's very, very far and few. So I think there's so much more in our control that we're even aware of or let ourselves off hope for you know like so I think yeah it all comes back to how do you stay in control mm -hmm. um what structures and, and systems do you create that work for you and every time we make a choice we're also making a choice to not do something because there's always yes an endless number of things that we could be spending our time on right and I feel like that's a big part of hustle culture and our yeah. society, you know, we think being busy is, you know, a badge of honor that being working harder is more, that means you're more successful. And I also feel completely mm -hmm. opposite to that. I don't want to work hard or I don't want to be busier. I want space. I want a certain experience and being busy, being back to back, sw swirling around on the hamster wheel is so not my cup of tea. Um, I have to, have that CEO mindset, not an employee mindset. And when I first started my business, I feel like I was 
an employee to my own business <laughs> rather mm-hmm. than being the CEO to it. And so it's really easy to get stuck in the busyness trap of uh, more is better. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, as busy, busy, busy as we are in those contexts, we're not really serving our life goals. Yeah. We're just, you know, I always think of it as like, here we are point A, or we're trying to get to point B, point B is our dream life. And when we're busy, busy, we're adding more tasks, we're just spiraling along with all these little things, but we're never actually making progress towards the ultimate experience, the four day work week, the whatever it is. I mean, the goal doesn't have to be grandiose, Mm -hmm. um, writing that book or whatever it is. But if we keep adding more and more, then it's taking us farther and farther away from what we, what we say we want. And I think um, that's part of the trap. Like I call it like the disorganized entrepreneur trap because we the trap is we have all these symptoms of not being present in our business. We have relates, you know, all the things we've talked about. Um, but then we try to fix it by adding more. Yep. And like, uh, you know, I have so many clients that say I've got six time management books or habit books I've never read. I signed up for 15 things I've never watched. I have six apps that are going to make me more efficient, but I've never opened them or set them up. Yeah. Um, they're looking for band-aid solutions, but we're not really looking at the experience, working backwards a little bit. What's the experience you want to have? And then setting up your life to work for that. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if you have thoughts on how habits are related to time. Yeah, I think they're absolutely connected because we have good habits, we have bad habits, and they perpetuate the experiences of feeling like we don't have enough time or we have enough time. You know, I always laugh because when people say they're having a hard time being productive or they need a better routine, they say, I just need to redo my morning routine. I need a better morning habit. I need better morning habits. Mm -hmm. And that's going to set up my day for success. And they say, okay, I'm going to journal for an hour. I'm going to meditate for 15 minutes. I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to go do a cold water plunge. I'm going to go bare feet through grass or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. habits they think are going to give them the experience. But I say, hey, you just set yourself up for like a 17 step morning routine. I hate to break it to you, but that is a time suck. So if you make that a habit to do 17 steps in a two hour process in the morning and you wonder why you get to the desk and you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm so tired or Mm -hmm. I'm overwhelmed or so habits can work for you or against you. Mm -hmm. You know, you might have a habit of checking social media when you get out of the office and then you realize three hours goes by. So you do have to Mm -hmm. have good, healthy habits, which support your experience. Um, there's some really great habits that can uplift your lifestyle. Um, simple ones, like I talk about habit stacking a lot mm-hmm. um, and pairing some good habits together to make you feel more productive. Um, it's kind of like not quite multitasking, but making sure you have to, because I'm not really big on multitasking either, mm-hmm. because I feel like you can't play a piano and read a book and, and do two things really well when you're not giving it your attention. But habit stacking can be something quite simple and successful. Like every day for me, while my coffee is brewing, like I'm literally waiting for the coffee to drip. I use that as a moment to, for my gratitude practice. 
And I just think of one thing I'm grateful for. And it's not a time suck. It's not taking me away. I don't have to focus once I put the pod in and I click start or whatever it is. It's a really healthy habit of using my time well when I have a moment of pause. So I think, again, I don't think time and productivity is like a template or a one size fits all. Everyone's life circumstances are so varied. So I think when you know what you truly want to experience and the lifestyle and the business you want to have, then you can work backwards, create the structure and develop new habits that support that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I want to dive all the way into habit stacking. I think habit stacking is so fascinating. And I want to ask you something else. So okay. I think I'm going to go down this other road. And then if we have time, I'll ask you about the habit stacking. Do you find that different personality types approach time differently or do we all approach it the same way? Oh my gosh, it's so different. Everybody yeah. I work, no, there is, like I said, no one size fits all, no one same approach. Mm. I work with people who want to change their relationship with time, who are, um, you know, have concentration issues. Yes. Very different, who have ADHD. It's going to work with them very differently than yeah. someone who thinks about time very differently. Some people want it very structured and to the minute. And some people are like, I don't want to be boxed in. I need more space and fluidity. Mm. Or they're very visual and creative. Mm. So the idea of a schedule feels like torture. So I absolutely, you have to look at time. Everyone does look at time differently. I think there's some great techniques and tools that can be adapted based on your personality type, you know, like you said, if you come in as an organized person, you're going to adapt to some systems and some of my time method, like methods much easier than someone who's like, I'm a creative, I want free flowing, but I also need to get things done. <laughs> yep. So um, yeah, I definitely think everybody looks at time and appreciates time in different ways based on ultimately what they want to experience. That's That's their gauge. Are they experiencing it or not? If they're not, it's time's fault productivity's fault. Yeah. And if they are, then they, they found something that works for them. And so this is why your work is so important, Jamie, because it's not a book that you can just open and mm -hmm. read. I really see the power of working with someone who can support you in your unique desires and the way you yeah. want to enter into this relationship with time. And that's not something that we can always do um, in our own, on our own. No. And I say like the do it yourself method, you know, honestly, if it worked, you wouldn't be probably here listening right. to this conversation or you wouldn't be interested in wanting support. Yes. Um, I always say like, if you were trying to learn to swim, would you read a book and then go in the ocean on your own? Exactly. I sure wouldn't, you know, we need, support. We need coaches. We need someone who's going to be standing there when you get in the pool for the first time and make sure that the what you've read is actually actionable. It looks very different in real life. It feels very different. Um, so, and I've, I've taken my own advice over the years. I've worked with people who have guided me and supported me through my own challenges and struggles with being a business owner. And I'm so grateful for that mm -hmm. because I was able to have my own transformation and then support others in the same way. And again, customized, tailored to your circumstance, your situation. You know, one of the big pillars of my time power method is an audit. 
yeah. auditing your life. You know, so many people have no idea where their time is actually going or where their energy and time is leaking. And when you do that audit process and kind of put everything on the table, nobody's table looks the same. Yeah. So this is the beauty of doing it with somebody. And my whole approach is meant to be with you and for you. You know, we're already feeling busy or overwhelmed. It's not like, go watch six. Here's your homework. Go figure it out on your own. Come back to me with your realizations. Right. No, we got to roll up our sleeves and do it together. I know what it feels like to be burnt out and feel like somebody just tell me what to do. I cannot make one more decision. Yeah. Um, so that's the beauty of this process. Yeah. Okay. So we're approaching the end of our time together. I would love for you to let our listeners know if there's any last things that are on your heart to share with them before we close. Mm. I think everybody wants to know how to change their relationship with time. And, and I hope that you'll find me in some other context and I can tell you more. But one thing I want to say for right here, right now is that, that what I mentioned, the power of your life is in your story. The time we, you know, we, we talk about this a lot with money, like time, money is so valuable, manifesting money. Mm -hmm. um, but think of it as we know, or I believe time is more valuable than money. It can't be replaced. Yeah. So if you think about your time, the way you think about your money and budgeting, how much time are you allocating to different things of your life? You don't want to say I ran out of money to spend on something that's so important. So just keeping in mind the where you put your time is where you put your money. Where are you investing in yourself? Are you investing in things that are bringing you closer to gratitude, closer to joy, closer to feeling fulfilled? Or are you just spending money unconsciously and waste wasting it and then wondering where all your money went? It's the same thing. You're wondering where all your time goes. Let that not let that not be a wonder. Be be conscious of where you're spending your time, investing in the things that you feel will continue to flourish in your life. You're this is the biggest investment you can make. Mm -hmm. So don't don't uh, spend it unconsciously and stay connected to the power of choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good. I'm really letting that land for me. Thank you for that. Okay, as we close, Jamie. What is a next empowering action that you would like to invite our listeners to take right after this call? Yeah, right after today. If I have inspired you to want to unpack this concept of changing your relationship with time even further, if this is something you know you want to shift in your life, I invite you right now after listening to this to go sign up for my online course. It's called Treasure Your Time. And it's a comprehensive, holistic way of approaching how practically you can change these mindsets and misbeliefs that you have around time. There's beautiful exercises, physicalizations, and visualizations to guide you through changing your relationship with time. So this is the very first step. I, like I mentioned, I'm a systems person, but before you can change any structures or systems in your life, you need to appreciate your time. You need to understand the value of time and change the way you think about it. So if you're ready to get out of time scarcity and live a life of time abundance, let this be your first step towards that. Take the action of signing up for Treasure Your Time. 
They're 15 minute modules. They're designed for busy moms to unpack the experience and give you a roadmap to your ultimate experience and dream life. So go sign up right now. Wonderful. (laughs) And we'll have the link to that in the show notes. Jamie, this has been so wonderful. Thank you for spending your time with me today. Until next time, take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you. You've been listening to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. That's all for today, my friends. And here's what I want you to remember. Empowerment is an inside job. The only one who can empower you is you. Today's episode was produced by Brendan Lindsay. Intro and outro music are by Matthew Randolph. I'm Isabel Bridges, author of Daddy Daughter Day. I'm also the founder of the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood. You can learn more about my work and join the sisterhood at isabelbridges.com. I'm offering a 50% off discount for a limited time only. So check it out today, isabelbridges.com.